a playlist original. It's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBB. I am so glad you're here and I have a very fun episode for you. Okay, I sound like I'm out of breath, but I literally just took a drink of a McDonald's Fountain Diet Coke. Okay, I'm going to do some ASMR. I hope it works. I've never done ASMR purposely on the podcast, but there's no time uh, to start like the present, but I've just been so into Fountain Diet Coke uh, lately, more more than usual. But okay, let's stick to the sketch. I'm talking Bachelor, Bachelor 27, Bachelor Nation in general with Jackie and Stephanie from She's All Batch, which is a Bachelor gossip podcast. They recap the episodes as well as talk about everything that's going on behind the scenes and I love all their content love the memes love the TikToks love the interviews that they do with alum I say this in the episode but they seem to get all of the tea like all the things we want to know about none of the you know kind of placating interviews that we get on TV or with other bachelor alums they really get to the root of the show and I think a lot of People that have been kind of like misconstrued on the show have been on their podcast and have cleared like a lot of stuff up about Bachelor with those girls. So I was very excited to talk Bachelor with Jackie and Stephanie. We also talk about Selena Gomez possibly dating Zayn Malik. And then we talk about Harry Styles and Emily Ratajkowski, the makeout scene around the world. I also was listening to Mess Magnets, uh, Kirsten McInnes and Sasha Joseph's podcast the other day. And Kirsten was talking to Shannon from Fluently Forward because Sasha was away. And she was talking about how the Selena Gomez and Drew Taggart kissing picture was literally photoshopped. And I had no idea. And that's on media literacy. So apparently that was just another girl that looked like Selena. And I was hook, line, and sinker. Wouldn't have like batted a fucking eye. I think I even mentioned it in this episode. Wouldn't have batted an eye if I wasn't listening to that episode of Mess Magnet. So God bless. And then one more pop culture thing that I want to mention before we talk about Patreon because it's just very on brand for this podcast. But Gwyneth Paltrow was on trial for a ski incident uh, this past week. And, you know, she's been turning looks. There's been lots of sound bites from the trial. There's just been a lot of chit chat and discourse on the Internet. But the one ready to be petty, like stamp of approval a la girl boss town was when she walked out of the courtroom after getting her one dollar and lawyers fees (laughs) attorney fees paid for by mr or dr terry sullivan she whispers in his ear like leans down on her way to the court and whispers i wish you well and it really brought me back to our be well days of like 2020 but it actually sent chills down my spine it was 
incredible so petty 10 out of 10 um we'll definitely have to take notes from miss gwyneth paltrow over on the patreon this week i have diana true Knox. we are going to be talking about kardashian stuff i want to do a little bit of a deep dive on like stephanie shepherd and makeup by mario chris appleton um makeup by ariel the whole gang so we're going to talk about kardashian staff and then the week after that i have nora from state of the union pod on to talk about my favorite tv show or at least top five tv shows buffy the vampire slayer i'm so excited we're going to talk about the cultural impact of that show and what it's done for pop culture and this week i had christina flack who is a celebrity makeup artist but i started fixating (laughs) and obsessing about dramageddon 2.0 which was the incident that happened in 2019 and 2020 between mainly tati westbrook shane dawson james charles and jeffree star and i had cam from what i will say on that episode to do a little bit of an explainer because that was ugh, a good time in my life let me tell you this week I want to shout out Katya from New Zealand all the way over on the other side of the world thank you so much for being a petty betty one of my favorite patrons you contribute so much to this community I love our little dms we got to meet at one of the I think December trivia nights and you were just the sweetest pea so thank you so much for being an rtbp listener and megan s another amazing patron i appreciate you so much and i'm so glad that i'm on this wild ride with you i'm wishing you well but in the best least petty way possible and before we get to today's episode i want to tell you about the podcast right answers mostly it's hosted by tess and claire two hilarious people who are taking every monday to teach you about things you didn't learn in history class but the things that you actually really wanted to learn so they cover all of the juiciest events in history and pop culture like studio 54 the titanic chris jenner the olsen twins literally all of the (laughs) fixations I know you've had, I've had, but instead of spending all night by yourself looking these up on Wiki, you can listen to their show. It's super fun, taps into old Hollywood, childhood nostalgia, and and is currently highlighting influential women, and I think you'll really enjoy the show. So, so check out Right Answers Mostly wherever you find podcasts and follow them now at Right Answers Mostly. Okay, friends, let's get to today's show. Here's my conversation with Stephanie and Jackie. I'm back with two very special guests, Stephanie Parker and Jackie Maroney from She's All Batch. Stephanie and Jackie, how are you? So good. How are you? We're excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Especially, I can't believe that we're recording on the Bachelor 27 finale week. Yes, Yes, a lot to discuss. I know we're heading into like the latter half. How are you both feeling about post finale? What an interesting loaded question. Um, (laughs) I yeah, but definitely tired. Um, The thing is, I feel yeah, I think tired is the best way to sum it up because 
I don't know if, if you watched the finale or not, but it was three hours long. I would yeah. say nothing particularly juicy, scandalous, surprising happened. It kind of went exactly how we expected it was going to go. Mm-hmm. But they dragged it yeah. out for three hours with all these different, like, fluff segments now let's cut to sean lowe from years ago and let's cut to this and and then the parts we actually wanted to watch like the few genuine authentic conversations (laughs) jesse palmer the host would be like all right guys like let's let's speed this up we got to get to the next commercial break and it's just like they have no understanding of what we actually want to see in these finales and it's getting frustrating yeah to say the least because i feel like that's classic bachelor like that's Mm -hmm. so okay so to be super transparent, I was a bachelor girly until maybe 2021. And I watched a little bit of 2022 and 2023. The thing about being in the bachelor nation for 20 years is you're never like out of it, even the, even if you don't watch the show. Like mm-hmm. I could tell you all the storylines that yeah. happened. You're just like sucked in. But I feel like what you're saying about the finale is like exactly what's happening in bachelor all the time they like extend the shows they do two nights everything like that but then the authentic conversations we only get a few minutes of which i think is why shows like love is blind love island are you the one etc are kind of thriving and the bachelor seems antiquated i would agree i think i think um those shows are doing a way better job of showing like real authentic drama as opposed to, yeah, this like manufactured, ooh, the villains said this. And, you know, we're all kind of too smart for that at this point. But that's why our podcast is so great. Like you said, you know, you've been watching for years and years and you don't watch anymore, but you still feel wrapped up in it. Because we, yeah, Yeah. we recap the show, but we also talk about just like Bachelor Nation news and catching up with these people and like what's going on between people who are on the show years ago. So luckily... Same thing. Oh my God. Which is is the fun part. Because like I'm still having fun, Mm -hmm. but watching the show was not fun. No, people will say to me like, oh, I really want to listen to the podcast, but like I haven't watched the last season. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I mean, if there's an an occasional news story about someone from the last season, sure, you may need to know a little bit, but like for the most part, we're talking about what's happening in real life with these people. So it's like the show outside the show, which is a lot more fun. I mean, Mm -hmm. Paradise wasn't nearly as fun as Victoria and Greg in Italy being spotted, you know, touring Rome. Of course. So, and like, I don't even know if that stuff's happening on purpose. Like, I think ABC producers are like purposely making these things happen. Like, I think the um, Chicks in the Office spoiler that was wrong, I think was on purpose. Mm -hmm. I think like they were paid off. I mean, not literally. I, I, I don't think they actually were. But when it happened... It got everyone excited again because we're like, oh, my God, something new is going to happen. Something juicy, like something we didn't expect. And then it couldn't be further from the truth. So I was convinced that they paid her off. (laughs) That's so interesting. That's the stuff that I like I'm interested in because when like I'm on Twitter and it's Monday nights Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at what tweets are getting like the most engagement. It's always chicks in the office. Mm. Like, they, they do have, like, a corner of, like, Bachelor Nation yeah. that's, like, really interesting. So, like how I think the Kardashians are working with gay man with a spray tan and not skinny but not fat, I I think that's totally realistic. Oh, that's funny. 
You really think they, they are, like, though? On that. Gay man with a Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, so, like, it's funny. Yeah, I do. And I think that people were catching on because they were singing their praises. And then I think they, like, were like, hey, you have to sprinkle in some, like, critical stuff, too, because people are, like, noticing. Yeah. But that's the type of conspiracy theory we talk about. Oh, I love it. When I was doing my mascara this morning, I was thinking about the Kylie uh, mascara scandal. (laughs) And I was like, do I believe it or not? And as I'm doing my mascara, I'm like, well, my lashes get like thicker and longer when I put my mascara on. Why are we knocking her for that? But yeah, not here. What's the mascara? What's the mascara scandal? I don't know about this. Filler okay, in. so <laughs> you know, and this is what this is what I'm assuming you're talking about. But when um, the whole Selena versus Haley and Kylie thing happened, mm-hmm. Selena had posted a TikTok about laminating her eye, like over yeah, yeah. her eyebrows, and then Kylie and Haley posted pictures of like their eyes and their eyebrows, and people were like they're making fun of her, they're making fun of her, but it was because of. Her new mascara and like eyeshadow launch with Kylie Cosmetics. Yeah, so it's like is that what they're saying? That's why they were doing it and not making fun of Selena. Okay, is is that what you're referencing? So, um, not exactly, but yes, I'm very in on that story as well, and like lived (laughs) and breathed every single moment of it. But no, um, Kylie is launching Kylash. Of course, um, April 6th is when it comes out. And people are, um, guys, go to CVS and just get like Maybelline, please. But she uh, posted her promos for it, and people think that she's wearing falsies. It's enhanced in the photos. And they're comparing it to what's her face from TikTok, who went through that whole thing. What's her Uh, name? Michaela Nagaro. She really did wear falsies. That was like proven, right? Yes. And it's so interesting because. I feel like everybody knows, and maybe it's just growing up in, like, I'm 30, so throughout, like, my teens, I was looking at magazines with mascara ads that were, like, totally photoshopped, like, I feel like, like, Kylie's, but, and there would be, like, tiny print at the bottom being, like, this photo's enhanced, (laughs) so I'm like, of course... This is, but we didn't know that as this kids. Is. I was lied to my whole childhood. True. True, I, true, I didn't true. look at the fine print. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" They have the perfect skin. I truly yeah. did. When I saw an airbrushed photo in a magazine, I thought it was real. Hundred percent. You told me uh, eight-year-old yeah, me yeah. knew. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. Maybe it's because I was also reading people that was like not photoshopped. Maybe I just I don't know. People I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Why do you think people didn't Photoshop? <laughs> no, I like in like when it was like paparazzi photos. Oh. And just, like the comparison is so different yeah. that I just I, I don't know. <laughs> but um, okay, yeah. So I guess two mascara scandals from okay. Miss Miss Kylie Jenner. Got it. Got it. Are you caught up, Jackie? <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for informing me. These are the things I need to know. so okay let's talk a little bit about the finale just because and bachelor 27 in general so there was the big fantasy suite debacle where zach said he wasn't gonna sleep with anybody and then he slept with gabby and then the final i guess three ceremony happened and it came out that he had slept with her what did you think about that whole scandal yeah, I mean, I think I think the common consensus is 
Well, I, yeah, two things. Common consensus is like, that's definitely something that I think if Zach was planning on doing that should have kept private between mm. all the, well, first off, if he, if his decision going into it was, I don't want to sleep with anyone, that should have been a private conversation. And then, um, you know, if him and Gabby changed their mind, something spontaneous happened, whatever it is, it is we weren't there, obviously, um, outing her like that and not speaking with her prior about like if they were going to tell people about their sex life, I think was definitely a very bad move, especially because we found out in the finale that they had had a private conversation being like, oh, this just stays between us, right? Okay, got it. Yeah, and then literally the, the next day he shows up at her door with cameras. So that's made it horrible. 10 times worse. I mean, yeah, it was bad enough watching it. And then he goes back to her room. She is very taken back that he's showing up with cameras to talk about such a private thing and to know on top of that that the night before she's like I'm brushing my teeth and you came up behind me and hugged me and said this is just between us which has anyone else thought about was that before or after they had sex and I I'm I assuming after yeah, I, right I right? defo think after, after that's yeah. even yes. worse yeah like if it's not like yeah. I don't I guess it had to have been after because if it was before it's like I guess they just talked about having sex. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it would have been. <laughs> I kind of think, like, before is worse, worse though, because it kind of feels, like, coercive. Like, right. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I said on our podcast yeah. that, like, it almost felt like he was, like, luring her into yeah. it. Whereas, I like, know, for some reason after that Fantasy Suite episode aired, everyone was against Gabby saying she, like, was some manipulator and tricked him into no. bed. Like, it takes two to tango and... Yeah. It, totally. So, okay, it, it was really reminiscent, though, like, Zach's participation. And I'm, I don't want to give – I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt because, <laughs> like – Why? Yeah, no, no need. But, like, it kind of reminded me of Juan Pablo where he talks to Claire after they had sex in the ocean. And it kind of reminded me that, like, maybe – he was convinced by producers to like speak about it with her. Oh, a hundred percent. I think he yeah. was convinced by producers to speak about it with her. I just don't, yeah. I still don't think that makes it right. And I think like Zach, you're yeah. still a grown adult man who can be like, yeah. no, that's private. Like, I'm not no. saying that. L yeah. yeah. Literally. No. <laughs> if we've learned anything, we've interviewed over like 50, 60 people from the show. If we've learned anything yeah. is that yes, producers are extremely manipulative, but you are still a human who has Can't a voice. No. And I mean, yeah. but that's not to say that it's not scary because you yes. sign this contract yes. and you're like, oh my gosh, if like I get on one of their bad sides, they can completely ruin me. And they make that clear yes. to you. So yes. you kind of are toying with like, I want to be a good person, but also I don't want them to destroy my reputation. So I, I actually totally. see some, both sides. I think what Zach did was absolutely wrong and not okay, but... But yeah, I can I can kind of yeah. see both sides of it. And say, and I want to also clarify, same with Juan Pablo. But like, I I agree because it's like I feel like they'd be like, don't bite the hand that feeds you, or like, do you want the villain edit? Do you want yeah. the super boring, um, like season? Because it's been really like it's been like people aren't gonna like this, or like, oh, the whole show is hinging on the season because like our declining viewership. Like I don't know, I just feel like. I I also want to believe that I'd be the good person to be like this is inappropriate this is like personal and stuff but I actually don't think I like physically could. No, it, they <laughs> it make would be it so really scary. scary. You know right. what I bet they told yeah. him is that cuz I've heard um 
them tell other people this in the past for things that I'm just like, that's so crazy. Why did you think this was a good idea? They probably told him that, no, this will be so good for Gabby and this is going to be good because then she'll get a bachelorette edit and blah, 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 blah. Like they get in your head thinking like you're actually doing this person a favor when you're actually totally (laughs) exposing them and breaking their confidence and ruining their life. Thinking about it now though too, I could see if he's like, look, in his head, I'm going to pick Katie. I have to tell her. Like I do not feel right moving forward with Katie. He could have not filmed with Gabby, told Katie I was intimate with someone. It's then not outing Gabby. He gets it off his chest. He could tell Katie in private and everyone kind of wins here because you're not like, you know what I mean? But like the yeah. whole bringing cameras to Katie's, uh, the whole bringing cameras to Gabby's room is where things kind of went south. Because I understand yeah, him wanting to maybe be honest with the woman he's going to propose to. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But it's everything else that made it messy, and the fact that Gabby's like, I didn't know you named me until the finale, until she watched. Like I know that was brutal. That was absolutely brutal. Uh, right after this rose ceremony, also the three finalists, so it's Katie, Ariel, and Gabby posted mm-hmm. pictures from the rose ceremony. Yeah, with the like three. I feel like now I call this like Taylor Swift's fearless mm-hmm. hurt hands. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> as like the captions, what do you think this means? Like, is this just like, I feel like we've seen friendships between the contestants throughout the series so is it just like them showing support or is this like is there a deeper meaning behind this that well so I will say I listened I listened to um Ariel who was the third runner-up she was on Nick Viles podcast and she it was kind of weird because you know they talked about the same thing and she's like yeah you know it's just kind of like supporting each other's solidarity and Nick's like whose idea was it and she's like I can't say and I'm like well that's weird like why can't you just say like oh Gabby thought it would be nice oh Katie thought it'd be nice so that was the one thing that kind of made me like raise my eyebrows a little bit like huh but I did interpret it we all all thought it was something cute yeah yeah well that's how I thought it was just like them be show because I think especially with this whole Gabby Katie thing like they're really trying to pit these women against each other and I think this was their way of being like hey we're not gonna do that we're not gonna play this game like we support each other we love each other that's it I didn't think it was that deep I know isn't that that weird that she said what it was that was actually said to me a couple times that I actually wrote back to someone and I was like I had no clue what people were even talking about I'm like what do you mean it's just a picture of them I didn't realize it was at the same time same caption and then I was like okay Mm. maybe it means something but like it to me it was very much like we support each other no matter how we're being portrayed on TV Mm-hmm. We support each other. To say yeah. we don't know, we can't say who started it. It just it makes it so seem weird. like it was something shady. I know, like a producer. Yeah. Or I something. know that very mal. Like it could have been. I guess. Been, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was so interesting. Yeah. Um. Do you think Katie and Zach are still together? Like, obviously, they're doing tons of press. Um. Do you think there are a couple that will stay together for the long haul? Can I say, I was watching a clip yesterday. I made a TikTok about it, but I took it down because I looked ugly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. True story. I let it get some traction for a little bit, and then I was like, Ugh, oh, no. I really you should have like just used the Bad Cats filter. I on um, It's not on TikTok. And honestly, oh. the filters that they were giving me on TikTok, I'm like, it is so clearly not me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't. I, and I just was too lazy to get up and like, put some makeup on so whatever I took it down but anyways the clip was um the two of them on Kelly and 
what is it? Is it Ryan still? I don't even yes. know who it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we're on one of the talk yes. shows, and it and it's the host saying, um, so you know, most of the Bachelor couples usually break up, but you guys are still, and then it cuts to me, and I'm like, it's literally been a day. And that's <laughs> yeah, it's literally But I'm like, are we really praising them for being together after one day in the public, the public eye? Like, no. That's crazy. That's so funny. I do think yeah. they have what it takes to go the distance, because I think they are pretty similar. They z- right. Yeah. They also, too, both live in Austin, Texas, which I think is huge. Yes. Um, yes. That's, I said yeah. this on our podcast. I'm like, at the very least, they're going to be able to, like, date and get to know each other like a normal couple, which I think gives them a stronger chance. And neither of them has to be like, all right, who's moving across the country and, like, uprooting their whole life for this other person I met on a TV show? Like, they can both continue their normal lives and just date. Totally. So I, I think that gives them a better chance, too. Um, unfortunately, Zach on the show, is on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> true, true. I don't but then hopefully, Katie will. would I don't, I don't think people. We're not about like I don't think so sending either. hate. Yeah. But I truly just don't think people care to watch him on Dancing with the Stars. I would watch Gabby. Mm-hmm. Can we throw that out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she'd be good. Yeah. I feel like I just she gives me a vibe of like being a good dancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're so right though because location I feel like is one of the leading causes of, like, bachelor couple mm-hmm. breakups, um, regardless of, like, you know, all of the other stuff. But I think just, like, deciding where to live and uprooting your life and stuff when people are like, oh, we're back in the real world now, yeah. um, I think is huge. Mm-hmm. So we also got really big news this week that Mike Fleiss is leaving the show, which I think is really exciting. What do you two think about it? Yeah. I hope I hope it's exciting. I, yeah, I don't know right. if this means <laughs> one of two ways. Yeah, I don't know if this True. means the beginning of the end or if this means the beginning of a totally new era and they're like, okay, what we've been doing hasn't been working. Let's actually make a good show. <laughs> like good and point. taking tips from the love is blinds of the world that are doing so well. So I don't know. Mm. Reality Steve said something interesting that like Mike Fleiss, even though he's been the top, top guy at the show, he hasn't really been involved in a very long time, so it's, yeah. people aren't sure how much of a difference it really will make. It's more symbolic, but I yeah, just I don't think, know. Like ultimately, yeah. it's not like we don't want drama. If anything, me, I need like the drama. Give me the tears and give me the the yes. arguments and the fights, but make it real. What what bothers me is when we hear when we interview people on She's All Batch, and they're like, oh. I wasn't crying in my limo home, so they brought up my dad who passed away. And then I started crying, and that's when they start rolling. Like, you don't have to be manipulative to that point to get the drama. Like, just put people in a room and, and, and see the drama that happens. I'm sure that the drama will happen. I mean, Zeneb and Cole, who I, one of my favorite storylines from Love is Blind, like, I'm sure they're not pulling Zeneb aside and talking about dead family members to get her worked up. She just me- didn't mesh with Cole, and the fights were interesting to watch I just I hope that with Mike Kleist removed like maybe there could be different strategy behind how we get this type of drama totally totally and that's inevitably why I stopped following the show Mm -hmm. is like the frankenbiting the yeah the dead parents Mm -hmm. the like even um I saw your TikTok clip of Crystal Nielsen talking about how like she was painted as the villain and I think there's like some things definitely that like sure you know are you and then there's the edit but I I um you had overlaid the clip of her walking out um of the door and like her talking about how she like turned around and there's like cameras right there like 
and being like kind of forced into doing this stuff it, it's hard it's hard to be a viewer nowadays i, I find right because mm-hmm. in we're that, too smart yeah yes well, yeah, we are. yeah i don't know if every yeah people are really <laughs> yes there are yes. plenty of people that still take things at face value and it's a little scary i know i know they just need I to know. tune into our podcasts both of us okay ser- seriously though because you're totally right because I feel like I have this conversation with all of my bachelor friends it's like every day I'm like how could people still um be so naive and then it's like because they're not listening to podcasts or or reading like sure like I remember I used to read Charlene's blog like it was my day job like they're not (laughs) doing that right they're just watching a show and assuming that everything that happens is 100% real so I think um, my question about kind of moving in, if we're still talking about kind of Crystal or the villain edit or whatever, why do you think people still, and I, I think I know the answer, but I, I feel like it's more nuanced than this, but why do you think people still like die to be on the show, even though A, they could know that like some of their childhood trauma or whatever could be exploited, they could be painted as the villain, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And just the hardships. I think that's the other thing. It's like we know about the Franken biting and the editing and stuff like that, but we also know about like Caitlyn losing her hair and like people being like so stressed out or like not trusting friends and like all of the tough times that these contestants go through. Why are people still dying to be on the show? I think. Anyone from the show would say that they, after they did it, looking back, they didn't realize how hard it would be. I think a lot of people don't know the extent of how bad it's going to be. I do think for some people, it's worth the gamble because you may end up being Mm. an Ashley Iconetti or an Ali Fedotowski who can make a lifelong career out of this. And like for a lot of people, I'm assuming when you apply for the show, that's the goal, but you also may end up being a lot of these other people that don't get that and but it's worth like it's worth rolling the dice just to see because it's that good of an outcome i i I think to some people it may appear like that good of an outcome that's so true totally i totally no i totally agree yeah i think it's just it seems like the easy way to get a a bunch of followers and that blue check mark and then um you know, there have been, like, the Ashley Kennedys, Caitlin Bristow, Nick Vile, people who have been yeah. able to make these amazing careers, making millions of dollars doing Bachelor stuff. And I think, yeah, that is worth the risk. Although yeah. now we're seeing people are coming off the show with not such big followings. Yes. So that's yeah. also very interesting, too, how I think the bubble has popped and they've kind of missed the, that, like, that golden era of where you could really get a huge amount of followers post-show, even if you weren't um, that memorable of a character. So it's interesting. I'm like, why don't you guys go try Love is Blind or, or something? Um, yeah, but like I think with The Bachelor, the thing it's easy because they're always casting 30 new people every few months. So there's a lot of turnover. So I just think there's more opportunity to get on The Bachelor versus Love is Blind. They, do, they don't do that as often. A show that's like mm-hmm. Vanderpump Rules, they stick with the same cast for most of it and bring only one or two new people in every time. So The Bachelor, there's just so much tur- turnover. It's like, I think maybe the easiest reality show to get on. I don't know if that's true, but... Yeah. Well, we have a whole Patreon well, episode about the casting process, mm-hmm. and it's it's a, a lengthy bitch. Like, yeah. it is... Totally. There's so much that goes into it, and really sick, twisted stuff, too. Like, with the yeah, psychologist yeah. and... Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For me, cause you're, I, I think you brought up a good point, Jackie, about like the followers because mm-hmm. um, we see all of the, like the final three and Zach, I don't, I don't think any of them have hit like 500 K Nope. or like it's very low. Whereas like when we were seeing like Hannah Brown come off the season mm-hmm. or whatever, she was hitting like a million, two million, which is so wild. And yeah, it, it's interesting now how it, yeah, it just doesn't, I guess, guess give you the same clout, but you're right though about the turnover. Like I feel like it's like survivor and big brother and, uh, bachelor like they yeah. they have like you know thousands of cast members by this point um totally. i think another good yeah, point so though is that instagram is also declining and if that's where we're like yeah, measuring yeah, yeah. the benchmark of like if it's if you're Success, you still have yeah. the same clout it's not really a fair comparison because a lot of people are no longer even using instagram as their main platform so yeah like yeah hannah brown gained a million followers but maybe people are supporting Katie and Zach in another way I don't know like yeah that's a good point and but also it's like I feel like Bachelor fans would mostly use Instagram maybe but like or like the audience Mm -hmm. but you're right that it's not the most used platform anymore Mm -hmm. wasn't it not even on the top 10 I just saw, I, ironically, I saw a TikTok about it, but it, it said that, um, it said, like, Instagram, apparently, I don't know if this is 100% correct, but for 2023 or something, Instagram isn't even on the top 10 social media platforms or top 10 oh, most wow. used apps. Maybe it was apps. Yeah. And, yeah. and TikTok was first, but yeah. it wasn't even yeah. on top 10. Wild. That's wild to me. That is super that's crazy. So like you two have mentioned, you interview a lot of past Bachelor contestants. Is there anything that, like, I feel like a lot of the stuff that they talk about is shocking, but what was the biggest, like, revelation that you've had from a, a past guest or a, a really nice guest that shocked you or anything that you want to share? There's, like, so many. I and know. We get asked this <laughs> question, <laughs> always... so many, like, jaw-dropping moments. I really do feel that. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, what do you think about okay that we okay, can name this is some, the question but like that, I yeah. it's just it's it's just a, like so it takes a second to rack the brain. <laughs> oh, totally. I I think like the other part is is what do you think about your podcast that people spill so much about? Because like, mm-hmm. well, seriously though, because I think a lot of people say things on your show that you know they could say on Nick Vial's show or something like that. Like someone in Bachelor Nation, I really feel like you to get the tea oh i think God. we do a good job of making Thank people you. feel comfortable <laughs> and like i think we're yeah. related like i do think we're very we are just two normal girls so we're i think we're relatable yeah. in that way and we come from a place of like genuinely caring about people's answers because we've watched the show for so long so i think mm. that's an aspect of it too like we're not just rattling off a list of questions like if someone says something that's interesting and kind of like sparks oh wait tell me more about that we're kind of like digging as we're navigating the interview with people um but yeah I think people just feel comfortable with us and can tell that we like genuinely do care about them as people and we do I mean like I keep in touch Mm -hmm. with a lot of people we end up um interviewing yeah and I have their numbers and I'm friends with them or you know Mm -hmm. friends to a friendly extent where like I care about them as people um I will say when I was looking up the Zach and Katie clips that I was talking about earlier I watched part of a GMA one and Lara Spencer's like um so have you guys 
seen each other since you got engaged? Like, do they, did you get to see each other? And they're like, oh yeah, we've had secret hidings. And she's like, really? And it's like, how many times do we have to be told that (laughs) to know know that that's a thing? And like, Lara Spencer, you are not surprised by that. And I just think there's something refreshing about people that are like actually fans. When I'm asking a question, it's because I've watched it and actually um, have that question. I interviewed Michael Michael Stagliano, and I'm like, I've had this question for 10 years. Please tell me what really happened behind, blah, blah, blah. And I think people can feel that, and it makes them feel comfortable, and they want to go down memory lane, and we're just two fans that are asking questions, but we have this podcast that people listen to. So I think, like, people are surprised (laughs) that we get the tea, but... I don't know. I think we're probably less intimidating than Good Morning America asking like these super softball questions. Mm-hmm. I know. Like Laura Spencer's know, not going to ask what we ask. She can't. Seriously, <laughs> it's so frustrating also that that is the type of interview that most people watch as Bachelor fans because it's like we saw the Ari and Becca breakup where they saw each other. And, like, we saw, we heard about the wigs that, like, fucking, was it Susie and Clayton? Or, like, everyone wears wigs. It's, like, yeah. It was shocking, GMA. I know, I know. Or, like, it was it Caitlyn and Sean? Like, I don't know. But it's, like, it's, it's just, it's a tough. It's, it's really tough for that, for this type of show to have such, uh, two kind of distinct audiences. It's like you're either on one side where you like know the inner workings or like one side where you like completely have no it's idea. It's so funny you say that because I feel like a lot of times in normal life, like just socially, I'll be meeting new people and be like, oh yeah, I have a podcast about The Bachelor. Oh great, I watch The Bachelor. And we get to talking and it's very interesting more often than not how like not on the same page I am with the person who's just like a casual fan because they're they would be like oh yeah like what do you think about Crystal that was so mean I'm like you don't think she actually (laughs) like said that right like you know there's all this behind the scenes things and like the average viewer doesn't which is crazy and these aren't like like my mom's friends like these are people my age that are still like just watching it very surface level at face value I'm shocked by the amount of times this happens where I'm like, oh no, we don't watch this the same way. This is not We have to remind ourselves that too on the podcast. I know there have been some instances where we've debated like, oh, do we cover this? Oh no, everyone already knows this. And then we we decide to do it. And then it ends up being like the story that everyone's talking about from the podcast. And I'm like, oh, you guys, it's people are not as into it or as they're not, their life isn't centered around this world. So we know everything that's I going know, on. I know, I and, know. But the average yeah. viewer is like, oh my God, I can't believe he didn't choose Gabby. And they're just like, that's, that's where know. it ends. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you're in for a treat. There's a lot more than that. Yeah, and literally that's like story of my life with pop culture because it's like, because, okay, let, let's move on. I feel like sure. to, we, I, I chose two couples because I, I like, mm-hmm. you know, dating, bachelor, I thought felt like it was like, in your wheelhouse but like this is the same with M. Rada and Harry Styles because I feel like most people are like oh my god cute new couple but I like other people are like what could this mean and like what what's the deeper meaning what's the PR of this relationship so what were your reactions when you when you saw Emily Ratajkowski and Harry Styles making out against a car in Tokyo wasn't she just making out with Pete Davidson against a wall in like some hallway? <laughs> I just feel like I, I honestly, I, yes, I like kind yes. of just kept moving on with my day because I until <laughs> they're like on a red carpet together, really hard launching a relationship. Mm. I don't know how serious I'm taking it. 
What do you think? Totally. I mean, I think they're like two of the most beautiful humans on our planet. So I'm like, whether this is a fake PR relationship or whether you guys were just having a moment and want to make out, go off. I, I'm here for it. I feel like Emrata very much is in her single girl era because she, yeah, was just with mm-hmm. Pete Davidson, now she's with Harry Styles, and I support her in that. So yeah, I'm, I guess if they're in a PR relationship, like what would that be promoting? Like, is that kind of the question? of why them being seen together is, like, beneficial to both of them. They're hot. Yeah, and, like, sometimes I don't even think, like, it's promoting something in particular. I think it's just, like, promotion of themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, Totally. Yeah, I think, like, Harry Styles has had some kind of – he's caught some, like, strays, I feel like, with, like, the Olivia Wilde uh, situation. He had the um, speech at the Grammys where he – um, was like people like me don't win awards like this. And we're like, no, everybody like you <laughs> wins awards like this. So there's like a few just like moments where I feel like he's. I don't think obviously he was never like canceled or anything, but I feel like his his ratings, his approval ratings, like you know, went down a few percentages. And I feel like sometimes people are seen together just you know to like boost that back up. And I feel like, like both of you mentioned, Emily Ratajkowski is, like, definitely dating in the public, which is really interesting um, turn of events after she dated Pete Davidson, who I feel like does this all the time. But I don't know. Maybe people just, like, don't care about, like, a random hookup. Maybe they're like, oh, I, I want this to be, like, a real relationship. And if it's not, it's not working for me. I don't know what that is. But I don't think it was positively received. Oh, it wasn't? This, them being together? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like people are like, oh, they're both super hot. But I, I feel like people are like, okay, Emily, we've seen this. But maybe she just wanted to make like out. clout chasing? Maybe or they really just were making out, which that could be always... I mean, I always say this about, like, bachelor couples, too, that, like, two things can be true at the same time. And I think it's always, like, because with bachelor couples, it's always, like, oh, were they on the show, like, for the wrong reasons and they just want the Instagram clout or are they really in love? And I'm, like, you can go on a TV show knowing it's a TV show and all the benefits and perks that come with it and still end up, like, finding someone who you're, like, oh, no, we actually, like, do get along and I do love this person and then go on to have, you know, a happy relationship. So I do think... All of these things can be true at the same time. I think it can be like uh, Emrata seeing Harry Styles, Harry Styles seeing Emrata and being like, oh, you are a very famous hot person that's going to make me more famous if we make out. So like, let's do that. But they could also enjoy each other's company and be like, yeah, this was a fun little night out. Like, I think all of these things can be true, like the benefits of PR and them just like enjoying each other and having a fun time. Totally agreed. A lot of people were also because there was like pictures, but then there was like video of them dancing Mm -hmm. and people were like, Hey, how how does Harry's like uh, concert like dancing skills not translate to like, <laughs> like? Oh, was he awkward? I guess like a party. Yeah, it was like so bad. I don't know if either of you have seen the video footage, but it's like it's kind of like a you know step. Like Ugh. it's it's cringe. Aww. Just yeah, stick to the pictures if you haven't seen the video. Okay. Because- <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of devastating. Been really enjoying on TikToks the clips of people like posting him, you know, dancing, being like, I feel like a sex symbol yeah. in his concerts, mm-hmm. and then like the like absolute like. That's so funny. Dancing. Wait, I need to look because like I've seen compilations of him dancing when he's on stage, and it it's been put to style by Taylor Swift, and like yeah, it, it's like a it's like a hot compilation. I'm like, damn, like get oh, it, yeah. like he's like he looks yes. great. So I'm interested yes. to see him 
like yeah not yeah it might burst your bubble though so oh, like, no, yeah, maybe maybe I know. <laughs> yeah but I'm really like I would actually like to see more from this couple like I it might be one of the things like they're just hanging out or whatever or a one-time thing but I I would actually be very interested in seeing more from from them so me too I hope we get more the next couple I wanted to chat about was Selena and Zayn this mm-hmm. okay so they were spotted in Soho kissing on a date last week news uh broke when a restaurant host uh I guess at the restaurant that they were at texted her friend and then she leaked the messages but we don't have any pictures or anything so I'm still like kind of holding out hope that this isn't true what do you think about Selena possibly dating Zayn I also am like show me the proof show me the video evidence like I'll believe it when I see it because I just find it so hard to believe that we're going off of just a hostess texting her friend and that text coming out but I'm like you're telling me Selena and Zayn walked into a restaurant and it says in the TikTok like hand in hand making out and nobody was like huh let me snap a pic of this like that to me is crazy it doesn't it doesn't seem like they were in a back room like especially if this girl's a hostess that means they walked up to the front of the restaurant said hi table for two please and like went to their table they weren't sneaking through a back restaurant (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like and nobody saw them nobody has a picture of this out of this whole restaurant so I'm just kind of like I don't know. I don't know if I believe TikTok girl. I know. I like, especially after the Drew Taggart thing where we like saw them bullied and like kissing or whatever. I'm like, I don't even know if this is true. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's true because we don't have the pictures. Maybe there was like, maybe they were escorted with a bodyguard or something like that. Like, you know how they like flash their flashlights like stop the chairs yeah. or like they have an umbrella or something like that I, I just guess maybe more people would have seen and like even if they didn't get yeah. the picture why aren't why isn't someone else who was at the restaurant coming out on tiktok being like no i was there it was this right re- like we also don't even know what restaurant they yeah. um crossed it out so i'm like wait why are you, yeah why are you yeah. um anti if it were true though am i missing something did zane do something yeah <laughs> well i don't know i'm not like super up on the zane malik like storyline because he used to date Gigi Hadid they have a kid together there was like rumors that he was like aggressive and like pushed his mom and like maybe was like a little bit aggressive pushed Yolanda right Gigi's mom yeah yeah yeah, yes thanks uh Gigi's mom and and then like was getting into like lots of fights and maybe like some drug use and stuff like that so I don't know but I'm not like I don't want to also say that that's like for sure because I I'm not like I don't follow Zayn like I follow Selena or Harry Styles or something like that see my initial take was like oh if she was spotted out with a cute boy like that's good because she's been through kind of the ringer lately with everything that's been going on it's a nice little like distraction but not if he's like not a good guy but insert any guy there sure I know because they would be a very like aesthetically like cute couple but yeah I don't I don't know if he's like the best the best guy but then I also like I know a lot of racism has played into the like type of headlines that he gets so I don't want to like be definitive if if I don't know like what I'm talking about so also the Hadids are like nut. <laughs> wait since you're the expert though on the topic of Selena do you think that Haley and Justin are like gonna make it forever no but I'm like a big Jelena girl mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like I but she shouldn't go back to him 
No, she shouldn't. They were extremely toxic together. I I don't think that they worked at all, but there there's something about their relationship. I think it's the like one true love, young love thing. Mm-hmm. Celine and I are the same age, so I feel like I grew up just like you know experiencing that with her I don't think that they're in for the long haul like so Justin just canceled his tour he sold his uh, masters for 200 million so people are saying he's like gearing up to retire so I just think it's it's tough I feel like that's tough to be in a relationship when someone's going through these like big changes um, and, and these tough times regardless if you're you know, 30 or 60 and, you know, your partner's retiring or whatever. Like, I just feel like it's it's tough to get through these big life events. And I don't know if they have the the skill and the foundation, like a strong foundation to get through it, like maybe other couples do. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week and then we'll wrap up with This Week in Petty. So this is the part of the show where our guests nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week. Someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. Do you want to start, Jackie? Who are you sure. nominating this week? I can start. I am nominating the man of the moment, Mr. Tom Sandoval, because he was oh, yes. spotted by TMZ and was kind of questioned about the whole Scandoval for the first time. And so TMZ is like tracking him down. He's like walking to his car out of a strip mall or something. Um, Mm -hmm. and basically, you know, they're questioning, they're like, oh, do do you wish you could have done things differently? Would you change things? All this stuff. And all he had to say was, yeah, man, I don't know. Hindsight's 2020. And I'm like, you have had so long to think of a nice, respectable, like PR, good response. And all you have to say is, I don't know. Hindsight's 2020, man. I just was like, that is absurd. And it made me so mad. And then I loved when he was like, to the TMZ paparazzo, that he's like, do you know what hindsight means? <laughs> it's like when you look back at something. Yeah. It was, it was so yeah, weird. He like doesn't know what the phrase means. Yeah. 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 And like hindsight's 2020, like what does that even mean? That nothing, it means nothing. It means nothing. He has nothing like, to say. Yeah. That's what it was so frustrating. It's like they're like, all right. Any, any final words, sir? And he's just like, I don't know. Hindsight's 2020. It's like, yeah. right, literally, what does that mean? No one yeah. knows. Yeah. I guess what do, yeah. do people want him to say, though? Like, I, I'm not as up on the, the scandal. The I don't scandal. know. Like, I shouldn't have been cheating. I handled it badly. I could, could have broken up with Ariana first before. Yeah. Like, the, or I, I regret doing this with Raquel and want to be back with Ariana. Like, literally anything other than hindsight's 2020, man. It's like, okay. Cool. Yeah, that's true. I I wonder if he's saving that type of stuff for the, the uh, reunion. reunion. But then I'm like, also, I feel like you called the paparazzi on yourself. So then, because I'm pretty sure it's the same um, paparazzo that was did like has been talking to Lala and Ariana and mm-hmm. um, Raquel at the nail salon. Like I I think it's the same person. And so I'm like, I don't know. This is probably orchestrated. So like, you should probably come up with something yeah, better to say. Seriously. Okay, uh, Stephanie, who are you nominating this week? Okay, I'm gonna nominate Gabby from Zach's season because when the moment when she steps out of the limo into the mud, I think is one of the most jaw dropping moments from the entire franchise. Yes. She steps into the mud and she yells at the driver and says, um, "When, when." 
Katie is next when it really matters. Do not do that to her. Like, do not make the final girl step into the mud. I made a meme about this on She's All Batch, and it's like sparking debate. People are like fighting in the comments. People are wondering if, I think it's her gut she knew she wasn't being chosen and she was just kind of saying like, look, the last thing I fucking needed was to step into the mud. Do not do this to the, the next girl that comes. People are saying, did she look in the mud and see that there weren't any footprints and that's what told her and that's what made her snap. Oh. That's some investigative journalism right there. I can't take credit for yeah. that, but yeah. That's what people are saying. That's so interesting. Because, yeah, then she knows she's the first, and the first person always gets dumped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then she's like, okay, hey, don't do this for Katie. That's so interesting. I actually don't know what it is. And, like, okay, my question also for you, because I love that she said this, and it was jaw-dropping because we don't usually get this, um, like, fourth wall break, mm -hmm. kind of. Why did the producers air that? I don't know, because I, I feel know. like that's something they would normally cut honestly exactly because I'm like I'm sure this happens all the time where the runner-up is like yeah I know it's not me but I'm like in it for the bit it kind of like, goes with her whole her whole storyline for the past couple of weeks like she also was the one that said uh that her fan she knew her fantasy suite was second like who's telling her unless someone yeah. is telling her you were second in fantasy suite week she wouldn't have known so I feel like who's feeding her these things someone's in her head yeah and a produ producer or do you think she's just like because you know how they're like usually a few days apart do you think she just like is like count Maybe. like <laughs> she, yeah Farrell i don't from know one pablo season once said something really yeah. interesting do you know what i'm about to say no oh, but oh. i love i i know nikki oh okay i don't know <laughs> i know of her I, I know her work <laughs> i yes yes yeah i know her she work. Was, yes. she was on nick vial's podcast a really long time ago and it was a really good interview mm. and she said she knew she was going to be chosen and nick's like well how do you know and she said uh you don't get dumped at sunset and when she was getting mm. out of the car or the helicopter or whatever it was the sun was setting over the water or wherever they were and I was like, oh, God, that gives you chills. Like, how did you put that together? Yeah. Those are the people playing 3D chess when <laughs> I would be playing checkers because I, I'm also a big Survivor fan. And I feel like this is um, people that are really into, like, the edit and, and the, again, the game, like, behind the game mm -hmm. say this stuff, too, because, like, they'll be like, well, like, a, I knew an idol was hidden there, like a, a camera was following me or like something like that. Or like I knew I was going to get this because I saw this or whatever. And and people are just getting hip to what actually goes on, like contestants as well. So, yeah, super, super interesting. Mm -hmm. OK, let's wrap up with This Week in Petty, where our guests are going to share a story that happened to them in real life that they're petty about. What are you petty about this week? Let's start again with Jackie. Well, so this isn't so much of a story as it is an ongoing situation. I am feeling oh incredibly petty about dating apps in New York City, specifically Hinge. Why, it, why are they so horrible? I feel like I never <laughs> match with anyone I'm interested on going on a date with. And I just think that like... Don't I deserve better than that? Like, not, this is me being petty. I'm like, I feel like I'm a cute girl and I should match with people who are cute. And I literally never do. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't understand. And my That's second so part funny. to this is Raya won't accept me. And I'm like, I was just going to be like, you should try to get on Dude, Raya. Dude, I have been That's trying for, like for two years. All of my friends who don't yeah. have 
big podcasts get accepted yeah. and I don't get accepted. Wait, why I don't they get, get accepted? It. What do they do? Yeah. Nothing. I mean, you do don't you have to be like or? famous to yeah. be on Raya. You just, but I have invites from so many of my friends who are oh, also on Raya. Oh, no. I don't know. I think, I don't know why. There's like guys That's in maybe more and they're of my like, pettiness. no, not Jackie Maroney. <laughs> like literally all of my other friends get on it. Yeah, that is weird because I feel like also Raya, I feel like it used to be very like, you know, like Ben Affleck. Right, like right. It, it used to be like a big thing. A-list, yes, like celeb. And now I feel like it is really popular amongst like reality TV uh people and like people adjacent but it just seems like any of my friends I'm like if you're just like a a hot girl like you can get on Raya and somehow I am not allowed on Raya and I'm just like and that's what I'm petty about okay I love that do you think like Raya though do you think people would be like annoying and clout chasey or do you think because your like real life friends are on there I don't know I mean all of my friends that are on it have said it also sucks it's not all it's crack cracked up to be I don't know anyone who's actually met a cool person from Raya either (laughs) so but it's just I feel like my chances would be better there I don't know I it's like why why do I go on hinge and anyone who's hearted me I don't like (laughs) maybe just go out in the real world that's that's crazy stuff (laughs) sorry (laughs) no I know yeah I don't I just I don't know yeah, it, it's tough out there. I feel like also in New York, it's very much what like what they said back in the day on Sex in the City, like about how dating's hard. But you feel like with the density of New York, it would be you should just start you know, dating the easier. city, like Carrie Bradshaw did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or your your girlfriends; those are your real soulmates. Yeah, true. I guess. Yeah. Okay, um, Stephanie, what are you petty about this week? I am petty about trampoline parks. Because yesterday, Ooh. or the 28th, I don't know what day is today. No, yeah, the 28th, <laughs> Tuesday, not yesterday, Yeah, was my son's third birthday. And we went to a trampoline park to celebrate. And I cracked my ankle, and I'm in an air cast. That's how you hurt your ankle? <laughs> the yeah, trampoline. wait, I didn't tell you. I didn't, I did not get the trampoline park aspect. Oh, you just said you hurt your yeah. ankle. And I'm, like, wait, active. I'm fine. I'm, like, jumping all over the walls, going great. I'm doing a good job but my son had like a field day like sprinting to the other side of the thing so I'm chasing him and my husband was there as well and I'm just jumping being fabulous and all of a sudden I'm like and then I fell and I literally saw spots and thought I was gonna throw up and I just had to sit there and it's like even worse so I went yesterday it's not broken I knew it wasn't broken because I I am I can walk on it I can't walk on my heel so I'm not putting pressure on my heel but like it's almost worse because I have the pain of a break or a sprain but I don't have like the sympathy of it so I still have to do things and I still have to go around live my life and I have a toddler so I can't just like they're like do you want crutches and I'm like crutches would make my (laughs) life harder like how the fuck am I gonna have crutches it's so much harder. So, like, fuck off trampoline parks. I'm petty about you. Yeah. I feel like I want to go to a trampoline park, but I feel like no one else could be there. Like, it would have to be, like, a private thing. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like... It was like pretty empty because we went on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, also, you yeah, sign your yeah. life away before, and it was just perfect foreshadowing for what happened. It's like, if you break your ankle, you can't sue us. I'm like, sure, signing it away. Have you ever been to a trampoline park, Jackie? I have not, but I <laughs> wish I had been. Is it was it like there's trampolines on all the floor, but also like kind of on the walls, so you can like boom, yeah. boom. Yeah, and that's what like I was that? doing, living the dream. Oh, okay. Until I wow, it. you were an acrobat. Mm-hmm. 
Did you yeah, do a flip? I kind of can like you do a flip? I can't do a flip, but <laughs> no. I couldn't even do like a backdrop nowadays. I, feel yeah. like. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a trampoline at home in my backyard, so I'm like, I got this. I am a oh, phenomenal. so you're a professional. Yeah. I am professional, um, but not now. It's going to be putting me out of my game. And we have a, a live show in New York City. You're not in oh, your mm-hmm. West Coast, but we have a live show in New York City, and I'm like, can I? Do I have to wear this freaking boot when I'm going and doing a live <laughs> show in New I York City? Not. I really hope by then I can just put on real shoes. When is your live show? Uh, April 13th in mm-hmm. Manhattan. Nice. Okay. And there's still tickets that people can oh, buy? Oh, yeah. Yes. If, if you want to oh, see, sweet. if you're in New York and you're looking for something to do, it's Thursday night, April 13th at 7 p.m. If you just search Eventbrite, She's All Batch, it is the first thing that pops okay. up and then you can get tickets. That's what I've been doing to send the link to friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, so we're recording nice. a live episode and doing what we normally do throughout our show. We have a guest who's hopefully still coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Bachelor alum. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, we've already announced it, so it's it's Olivia Caridi. Oh, I love yeah, We love her, uh, but she's in Paris yeah. right now, and we have this weird paranoia that, like, she forgot. And we're just, <laughs> we're just getting painfully close, so I'm like, can you just write back and... So I'm like, okay, good. Confirmed. See you then. Yeah. I'm actually, it's funny. I'm actually going to be in New York, but on the 19th. Oh, so. oh no. I just <laughs> yeah. missed it. Well, change your I flight know, and come. Yeah. yeah. A few days earlier. Yeah. It was really fun to podcast with you both. Um, thanks for sharing all of the, the hot goss. Where can the listeners find you and anything else that you two want to plug? Yeah. Well, She's All Batch is on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. And if you listen to She's All Batch and want to come hang with us, we are podcasting live in New York City, like we just said. Yeah, but if you want to listen to She's All Batch podcast, get all the hot goss um, mm-hmm. for about the Bachelor franchise, that She's, She's All Batch is available wherever you get your podcasts. I love that. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. This is so much fun. This is You're so awesome. Fun. Yeah. Oh, thank <laughs> you. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Stephanie and Jackie for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, follow along with me on socials at RTVB Podcast and share this episode with a friend. You can also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash RTBP Podcast. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.